around the world, they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. I want to, I want to. I want to, I want to. I'll praise the Lord, Lord. and keep the faith. Only G.O.D. could be a king to me. If you love me, you got to represent him well. Believe the scripture. Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez. Please subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and now Google Play. If you'd like to send me an email, please send your emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to follow me on social media, you can do that at mbills314. All right, I want to thank everybody for tuning in again today. We back at it with episode 75 of The Storms of Life. If you have not had an opportunity to check out the uh, first part, uh, of this series please do so by checking it out on apple spotify youtube or wherever you get your podcast because i'm finding out that my podcast has been you know put on third party sites and some everything i'm trying to figure out uh can i get some money from that but um nonetheless we're gonna keep rocking <laughs> i want to shout out everybody who's listening uh via facebook uh people who are listening from you know i see california i see new york i see memphis i see my fellow state missouri i see some of everybody so once again y'all continue to spread the word about the podcast continue to share it post it on your social media sites if you feel like it's worthy of being posted on your timeline i want to don't want to mess up no algorithms thank everybody for your support and prayer it is, it is extremely appreciated And uh, we're just going to jump right on into this thing Before I do, you hear that beat that's playing in the background Let me give y'all a little radio, you know, tutorial These songs that I play under me This is what you call a bed, B-E-D It's called a music bed It's because I'm laying vocals down <laughs> On the bed, so they call it a music bed, right? So, a lot of times, a lot of music beds that I choose are nostalgia for me, you know, stuff from the 90s, early 2000s, and I, I, I think this came on the radio, I'm like, I forgot all about Carl Thomas, I wish. I said, yeah, I'm gonna use that, I'm gonna use that, and I got to listen to the song like I do a lot of songs as you get older, and you're like, what? So this whole time, the song was talking about he was in love with a woman, and she broke the news to him that... You know, she married with children, and then he goes with the chorus that I, I wish I never met her. Ain't that something? Wow. That was a song, though, back in the day. But shout out to Carl Thomas. I don't know what Carl Thomas told me. Anyway, let me get back to what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, John chapter 16. Let's get focused. John 16. We're going to look at verse 33. Once again, we're talking about the storms of life, trials, tribulations, and tests, and things that we all have to encounter. Um... I wish there was a way that, you know, we can prevent it from coming, but there's not. But there's a solution as to what we can do when they get here. So John 16, verse 33, New Living Translation, it says, Jesus speaking, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. So again, here Jesus, out of all the promises that God promised us, <laughs> this is one of them. He says basically that as long as you're on this earth, you're going to experience trials and tribulations. 
And then he says, be of good cheer because I overcame the world. And as I stated last time, the Bible says that we are in Jesus and Jesus is in us. Once you've made him the Lord of your life. Right. So. If he overcame the world. Then that means that we will overcome the world because he abides on the inside of us. And the things that he used, which was his word, he has given to us. So if we use his word, we can overcome the situation. Didn't say that we can prevent it from happening. Some things you can prevent. Some things are just inevitable. But when they show up, we can use the word of God and God promises us deliverance. He promises us that we can overcome every temptation, test and try. It doesn't matter what it is. But we have to, have to listen and ask for wisdom. All right. So the storms of life, we have to keep our minds and hearts focused on Jesus throughout the entire duration. You may be thinking that's not possible, but it is possible. It doesn't mean that 24 hours, 365, you're thinking about Jesus all day. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that as things arise in life, whatever the temptation test or trial could be is if, if it's financial if it's marital if it's um something on a job something dealing with a friend a family member um it doesn't matter when it comes to those situations you have to look at and seek god on how to handle it because if you don't and you choose to try to handle it your way or we choose to try to handle it our way then we can possibly prolong the situation and make matters worse so that's something we don't want to do uh let's look at an example of uh in matthew chapter 14 as i stated last time we want to look at um also some biblical examples of things that we're talking about because there's nothing new under the sun the scripture says so that means that whatever we're dealing with in life now they have they must have had to deal with it back then and there is always an example somewhere in scripture and I found one in Matthew 14, very familiar to some, but new to others. Uh, verse 22, it says, immediately after this, Jesus, now this is, let me give you a backstory. This is uh, after Jesus got finished multiplying the two fish and five loaves of bread and feeding 5,000 people, right? So they just, him and his disciples just got finished feeding 5,000 people with two fish, five loaves of bread. So he just got finished performing a miracle. So verse 22 goes in to say, immediately after this, after him feeding the people, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake. While he sent the people home, after sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. So it got dark while he was there praying. Verse 24, meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble, far away from the land, for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. So if you can imagine, it sounds something like a hurricane. You know, they're, they're on the ocean, they're in the water, waves are picking up, wind is blowing. It's, it's going down at this point. And verse 25 says, about three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water when the disciples saw him walking on the water they were terrified in their fear they cried out it's a ghost 
But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Jesus said, come. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw, keyword, when he saw the waves and the strong winds, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. That sound like us right there. That's us all day. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately, not next week, immediately reached out and grabbed him. Listen to Jesus' response. He says, you have so little faith. Jesus said, why did you doubt me? Wow. Why did you doubt me? Now think about it. He was doing pretty good already. He started walking on the water. <laughs> I mean, he had enough boldness to even ask Jesus, hey, if that's really you, do, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Jesus said, well, come on. And he started walking on the water. He was doing good. But then he took his focus and his eyes off of Jesus, off of the word. And then he focused his attention to the wind and the storm, right? That's symbolic of what we deal with. We take our eyes off of the word, which is Jesus, and we put our focus and our attention on the storm. Once you do that, you will begin to sink. Jesus said, why did you doubt me? The reason why he doubted Jesus is because he took his eyes off of him and he began to believe more in the storm's ability to harm him than in Jesus' ability to sustain him and protect him. Now, his heart, I believe, wasn't so much like, I doubt you, I don't believe you can do it. It was just his focus and his attention got off of the Lord. Therefore, the enemy, that doubt came in like, oh my Lord, it's about to happen. And Jesus said, you doubted me, you didn't have faith. That's the same thing that Jesus is saying to us today. We have to trust in him. Even when the situation looks so unfavorable, as we read early, he promises us deliverance. He promises us that we will overcome. He didn't promise us that we will be overtaken by anything, but he did promise that we will overcome everything. So let's look at uh, Isaiah 41.10. Hallelujah. I remember when I first read that and got that revelation to understand, I was like, wow, that's it. We're looking more at the storm than him. Get connected to the word on a whole nother level. Listen to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures podcast with Martinez. Smile upon my face. Now my 
This concludes side A. Please flip to side B. The more you look at something, the more you're going to become more convinced in its ability to do whatever it says it's threatening to do. Look at verse 10, Isaiah um, 41. It says, don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. So he tells us not to be discouraged. Don't be afraid. Reminds us that he's with us and he will strengthen us and he will uphold us. That's a promise. He got us, but do we have him? So we got to focus and center in. All right, all of us going through something. Categorized as a storm. As I stated earlier, sometimes we can create our own storms by our bad decision making. Even if that is the case, he'll still deliver you. Sometimes things happen and we don't know why they happened. We felt like we was, you know, doing everything right. But somehow the enemy crept in and things are happening. And when things begin to happen, that's not the time to do nothing other than going straight to the Lord and saying, Lord, okay, what do I need to do? Don't call your cousin first. Don't call your mom first. Go to the Lord first. And understand this, that, you know, as we go through things, God can and will raise up people to use their power, their ability, and their influence to help you. So one, I can remember one time when I was going through a hard time back in like 2013. And I was doing the very things I'm telling you to do. I was seeking the Lord. I was needing some understanding. I was needing wisdom. And what happened was, as you begin to pray, God will start touching people's hearts that may not know you and some that may know you, but they don't know what you're going through. But God is tugging on their heart to intercede and pray for you. Right. So I remember I remember I got a call from L.A. from a guy that I just met at a um, church conference. He was um, doing some audio media things. He was teaching me some stuff. And like I said, I think I may have got his contact information during the conference or something. But we haven't spoken since the conference. Right. So all of a sudden he inboxes me on Facebook and says, is everything all right? I'm thinking in my mind, uh, it's not, but I'm not going to tell you that, <laughs> you know, but anyway, I just, uh, I don't remember how I responded. I think I just said, uh, I don't remember. I don't know if I said pray for me or something. I don't know. Anyway, he called me and we talked a little bit for like five minutes. And then he said, I'm going to tell you what was told to me when I was going through a hard time. And he said this, God knows your expiration date. And that was it. That's all he said. He said, God knows your expiration date. Now to you, that may not sound like anything, but at the time I heard it, it hit me. And I knew the first thing that came to my mind was, is when he said that, is that this thing is about to end. Cause the expiration date means that there's an ending God was reminding me that although you're going through a tough time, I'm with you. I've been with you this entire time. I'm strengthening you. But I also want to remind you that there is an end date. This is not going to last forever. This is not going to take you into the next three or four or five years of your life. So I would say the same thing to you that that 
gentleman told me that another gentleman told him I'm going to say it to you God knows your expiration date he knows it stay focused keep your eyes on Jesus and off of the storm all right let's keep going let's go to um first Peter chapter 4 let's look at verse 12 it says dear friends don't be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through as if something strange were happening to you instead be very glad for these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to all the world if you are insulted because you bear the name of Christ you will be blessed for the glorious Spirit of God rests upon you if you suffer however it must not be for murder stealing making trouble or prying into other people's affairs but it is no shame to suffer for being a Christian now if you are listening to me and you are a believer in Jesus Christ this verse is simply talking about there are certain things that we will experience only because we name the name of Jesus because we bear his name the enemy hates us number one so a lot of things will begin to happen in your life that you can't understand why but a lot of it's happening because of your decision for Christ and remember God is not bringing the trial Alright, some things are inevitable, some things we set in motion by our decision making, sometimes the enemy influences people and things and tries to stir up controversy. So that term when it says we're suffering with him, it's not talking about, you know, um, you know, if you get sick or, you know, I'm suffering for the Lord or, you know, it just, no, you know, sickness, disease, poverty, those are not sufferings for the Lord. When I was talking, when it talks about suffering, it's talking about, you know, to feel pain or something equally unpleasant or to bear unto, or undergo or endure something. But I don't want you to think that, you know, it has to be so extreme that, you know, something that's deadly is like, well, you know, I'm taking this because I'm suffering for the Lord or I got shot. God forbid, I, you know, I'm suffering for the Lord. No, it doesn't. No, -uh. it's not talking about none of that. You got to read it again. Let's read the context again. First thing he says, it says, don't be surprised at the trials that you're going through as, as if something strange happened to you. So he's telling us not even to be surprised. Don't think it's strange. You'll believe him. We're in a spiritual battle. We're in a spiritual fight. We're in spiritual warfare. So don't think it's strange when these things happen to you. Just talking about just certain things that be happening in life that just seem weird. Like, yo, where did that come from? He said, instead, be very glad for these trials make you partners with Christ. So it's kind of a reminder that, hey, I've made the decision for Jesus. Therefore, a lot of these things are trying to come at me to discourage you and to detour you from him. So that's one way how you know that God is not bringing the trial on. Why would he bring the trial on you if the trial could possibly detour you away from him that's why the scripture talked about we read in james when it says god can't not be tempted with evil neither does he tempt any man that means enticing it's like he's dangling something in your face and like yep you know gonna come and get it nope gotta be quicker than that i can <laughs> the man with a little fishing line things like that he, no that's evil he doesn't he's he's not that kind of guy he doesn't do that 
biblically that's not right but there are things that happen in this life that satan will try to stir up demonic forces you know the scripture talks about satan being the prince and the power of the air and um the spiritual wickedness in high places so there are a lot of things going on that <clears throat> satan is controlling in this earth realm in the natural sense you know what i'm saying and that's why it's a spiritual warfare it's a spiritual battle so don't think it's strange when things start happening in your life like man where that come from just that's why he says be glad that's why he tells us to be joyful because we know okay this is not the lord he's with me lord guide me through this show me what i need to do show me that way of escape all right speaking of way of escape let's go to that let's go to um first corinthians chapter 13 uh let's look at verse 12 first it says if you think you are standing strong be careful not to fall the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience and god is faithful he will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand when you are tempted he will show you a way out so that you can endure hallelujah oh my lord this the word is so powerful it's so good look how even as we're talking it's just revealing itself and it's walking its way out you think that when i come on this podcast that i be having all this stuff together and i don't i just have the word in me and what i feel he placed on my heart to talk about and i just begin to um jot some scriptures down but how is all piecing itself out is the holy spirit because he's ministering to us right now he's letting us know that if you think you're standing strong be careful not to fall the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience so we all go through the same thing none of us have a special case some of us think we have special cases with god like well you know no one else is experiencing this but me but that's not true we all experience some of the same things he just said the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience that's why our testimony is powerful and he says and god is faithful meaning you can trust him you can depend on him you can count on him he will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand so whatever we're going through we can stand it it's never going to be anything that can overtake us sometimes we look at things in people's lives and we're like oh man that's i don't know if i can go through that yeah that's he knows that obviously or you they're going through it but they can overcome it if you was going through that same thing it may have overtaken you but the lord knows so he says when you're tempted he will show you a way out so that you can endure so that's what we have to look for we have to look for that way out that way of escape when these temptations tests and trials arise you know um sometimes things in our life happen because of our words some stuff we put spiritual law into motion which is life and death is in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof so sometimes the negative things we speak the things that we could constantly continue to profess that's ungodly the enemy uses those things and can try to bring it on our lives the enemy doesn't know your thoughts he just monitors our reactions he listens to our words he listens to our conversations so the whole time he didn't know that you didn't like such and such he didn't know that you didn't whatever whatever but you kept talking about it and i can't stand them and they think that whatever have you and i'm gonna tell you one thing i found blah 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 and you just going all off at the mouth and then next thing you know next tuesday 
very thing you've been talking about you didn't want to experience or whatever have you now is going down in your life you're like man what that's that's crazy and you thinking this god testing you Uh uh-uh that was your mouth so now we got to repent and i need to seek the lord and ask him for all right what's the way of escape out of this and let him tell you all of our situations are case by case basis sure we all experience the same things but we all have different personalities we all have different and live in different environments we have different type of family we have just so many things going on so that's why i say it's a case-by-case basis so the wisdom that he gives me in my particular trial is not going to be the same wisdom that he gives for you in your particular trial even if our trials are similar because we're different and our outcomes and our end goals, he has an end goal for all of us in mind. And my end goal is not your end goal. And your end goal is not my end goal. So he's all he's trying to get us all to a to our destiny, to a particular destination. We are all taking different routes. So that's why you need to seek him for wisdom. And he said, ask me for wisdom and don't be double minded. Believe I'm going to give it to you and act on it. And it may sound crazy, but you have to be willing to obey God and do what you feel in your heart he's telling you to do. All right. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please share this with your family and with your friends. If you would like to follow me on social media, you can do that at mbills314. Again, send all your emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. Remember these words from the book of Romans chapter 3 verse 4, latter verse. Let God be true and every man be a liar. Until next time. I'm out.